0: Dedicated to HBO's Game of Thrones and George R. R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire book series. You're listening to Podcast Winterfell. Welcome back everyone to Podcast Winterfell. This episode we will be discussing Season 7, Episode 2, Stormborn. My name is Axel. On the other line is Heath Snowlow. We are non-book readers. We are also part of the DVR Podcasting Network. You can check us out at DVRpodcast.com. For those of you who are new, this is our initial reaction. Tomorrow, DJ Tim Hines does our call-in show on Talkshoe. You can find that information at our Twitter at Winterfell Pod. Later in the week, we'll have our book reader pod with uh, Mike, Donald, and Tracy. But let's get into it. How you doing, Solo? What's your overall impressions of this episode?
1: Oh, uh, I'm doing great, Folo. Heath Snolo is feeling good oh, And uh, I love this episode. I was in from the beginning and to the end. I was shocked that we got some crazy action, but I'm excited to talk about it with you, baby. Yeah, man, it was
0: definitely, um, I, I loved it, you know, I, I don't know. I was just really excited. Um, I, I, I loved all like the team ups. I loved that, you know, like it, I just thought it was super cool that uh, we were seeing like Danny was in the room with uh queen of thorns and varies and Yara. And it was like, it was just I thought it was cool, you know, and people are talk. They they did so much talking about stuff that had happened recently on the show, and I loved that, you know. They were like the Queen of Thorns reminded us about Marjorie, and um, uh, they uh Tyrion was brought up, um, was bringing up stuff, or I can't remember right now. I'm I'm trying to think of everything, but. (laughs) There was, it was exciting, man. It was just, it got me excited because, you know, um, it just felt to me like a lot of people get excited, like when the Avengers team up and I'm not really into those movies. So I kind of got like, this was kind of like my, I, I said to my wife, I was like, this is like a superhero team up. And she kind of <laughs> laughed. Yeah. She was like, it kind of is. It's kind of cool that these people are like coming at like John's <laughs> letters from Danny you know, like it was just it was just cool stuff, man.
1: Yeah, I enjoy it because there's different actors or characters sharing scenes together for the first time, and the potential of that coming, or characters that haven't seen each other since season one. So I was like, oh my gosh, this feels like we're getting towards the end, and it just felt so awesome. Like you said, Avengers like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's great, man. I like the way it's coming together. Overall, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, let, let's just get into it. Uh, Perfect. Okay, so we start off with a really awesome opening shot of Dragonstone, the thunder and lightning. It was scary Halloweenish, freaky. Uh, You know, I felt like it was a werewolf bar mitzvah coming on. Um, (laughs) You you come into the exterior and you see like the big open window, you know, speaking of the uh, like the the comic book movies that reminded me of when they come up to like Avengers Tower or whatever, you know, and they Mm kind of pass through the tower. They come down into them, but this they cut Um, and I just love that establishing shot. They're doing a lot to establish Dragonstone.
1: Yeah, no, it was great. The thunder and lightning. I I was caught in. I was in right away. It it caught my attention and I, I it was just like, "Ooh, it's raining. It's what's going on." I almost felt I, I don't it's weird. I'm always in the Game of Thrones and, and I love but for, it gave me a different feel starting off this way. I almost feel like we're on this new chapter, where we're the home stretch towards the end, but it just it, it, it got me in a different way. And then we cut into the room where Danny's there, and, and, and they set up the Danny Vera scene, and I'm just like, "Wow!" And I even felt like Danny was stronger. I felt like she was more in command. It just—I had this different vibe that, as soon as she got off the boat on, you know, at Dragonstone, and is now in Westeros, things are changing. Yeah,
0: it's interesting because she seemed a little bit like everybody was a little bit antsy, you know, a little bit frustrated. But she did seem like she still, she still had that center, and and the whole thing with her challenging varies, and then varies challenging her. I thought it was awesome the way he spoke up to her, and he mm-hmm. was so eloquent. It's like you have the three most eloquent people on Game of Thrones in one room: Tyrion, varies. And Daenerys, there's going to be some nice speech, speechification, <laughs> if I could talk, <laughs> happening, you know? And I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed the way, too, that they came to a mutual understanding without either of them backing down. They right, just decided yeah. to mutually accept each other's positions and validate them. And I think that that was really great writing. And it was to me a bit surprising it was the it like open the show but it said a lot about what this episode was about which was about kind of like figuring like picking up the pieces like last episode we picked up we saw where everyone was we kind of picked up a little bit more on the hound aria you know that kind of stuff this episode was like now it's really happening and right i do think it was fast man like I do think in two episodes, they're farther along than they would be in a normal two episodes.
1: Yeah, it, it, the scary thing is to know there's only five left of this season, which freaks me out. But the pace, I did feel it pick up. And it just felt like all these characters are getting to points where we need them to be. And it I did get that feeling. I mean, I love when Tyrion is trying to butt in And and help out, Varys. (laughs) Like, oh, you know, when I was about to kill myself, he. And then it was like, oh no, he's. You know, so funny. But they, Varys and Danny, kept going back, and Tyrion didn't need to step in because Danny wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth, not from Tyrion. So, it uh, that was cool. I was just like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen?
0: Yeah, it's really. I yeah, for a second, I did have. I was a little like whoa they're getting into this is 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 she gonna is she gonna have gray worm like or is he going to get tossed out here but it didn't it didn't end that way uh and they quickly they did that a lot in this episode i noticed which is they're staying places longer like instead of cutting from this cuz the next scene after this is melisandre arrives right but then right. we get a quick scene with john right and then kind of a little longer scene with Cersei and Jamie after that. So it was fun for me to look at the scenes tonight and kind of do like we're doing, which is we're going to go in order of everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it gave me an opportunity to see how they can kind of rearrange things. And I really feel like they're keeping us in the same place. Because like this, we have this big opening establishing then we go to Danny and varies. Now we go to Melisandre. And as soon as they said a red priestess, for a second, I was like, oh, wait a second. Are we going to see that lady that varies <laughs> and, and uh, Tyrion spoke to? Or is this going to be like a different one? But um, no, it turned out to be Melisandre.
1: Yeah, I was. it's funny because I watched it with Lady Solo and she was like, it's Melisandre. I'm like, I don't know. It could be someone we saw. You know, in Valeria, Valeria or whatever. I was like, it, or that late. Yeah. The other one, she came to speak to with Danny, but then, you know, it was Melisandre and all I could think about was DJ Timmy Hines
0: oh, yeah. and how much he hates her. Yeah. Well, I like this scene. I thought that yeah. it was straight. It was to the point. Everybody. I liked the, in this episode too, people are like just saying stuff, you know? like um varies just comes right out and he's like you know she thought that another was the thing you know and then danny kind of shoots him down and then she's like look you got to get in touch with john snow and it was awesome to just hear that you know yes
1: and i and i want to say he's your half brother or whatever
0: <laughs> <laughs> well no no no
1: she's oh oh, oh, wait that's a
0: minute. her no, nephew
1: no, no uh, sorry nephew. <laughs>
0: That's her nephew. I'm all
1: confused, Folo. John is her yeah. John's her nephew. Wow, isn't that weird?
0: Yeah, (laughs) it happens, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really does. But yeah, no, I liked. Well, the thing is, when you know the whole Jon Snow thing with Melisandre, I'm like, oh my god, what's going to happen if John shows up and Melisandre's there? You know, is uh, in Davos? What is there? Is that going to be a controversy? Uh, so man, it's just, it was good to see Melisandra. I know DJ wants her dead, but I love the actress and I, yeah. I, I want to see where the character goes. Yeah, I, I think, really do. I
0: think it's cool. And again, it's like another kind of thing of like that theme from, the, or, you know, just establishing and we'll see throughout, which is just kind of like these uneasy alliances. It's like, you know, I don't know much about the what george has said i haven't researched it i should go to that there's some website you can go to that's like thus spoketh um george or something like that the book readers (laughs) know but anyway and you can find anything he said but i'd like to know like the more of the um real world allegories because this is this seems very world war ii to me like I'm oh. trying to figure out, like who's Italy here? Who's you know who's jumping? Who's who's right. Russia? Who's like? I think that Danny, if you're going to make that, I think Danny is the uh, like the Americans coming to free every you know like that, like just not. I mean, in, in in that in that framework, like that she's coming over to somewhere different, you know, crossing the sea. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to i have to think it out more but um anyway uh
1: i like I, that though yeah
0: i i just like, I like the that. melisandre stuff so um john gets a raven from danny and has a little convo with Sansa, um and davos is standing there I like how davos is quickly becoming you know close and indispensable to john yep and uh you know, we have this we have again a little call back to the Sands of stuff, but this wasn't really much of a scene, but it was just awesome. Things are happening fast. Melisandre says it, the next thing, John gets a raven. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously the raven doesn't fly at hypersonic speed, but I like that things are just continuing, you know?
1: Well, it could be a, a you know, a raven that little finger uh employed so it could go faster you know no but uh you're right you're right it, I, I, I was not shocked I expected that when I saw him like oh they're really getting down they're they're moving the pace yeah like we mentioned before so
0: yeah and it was just cool to see John get a raven from Danny and the bend the knee part I think they'll figure that out when they get there yeah. you know what <laughs> I know
1: uh,
0: like I uh, I don't think John's sweating that, you know, and he didn't mention that later when we get to that scene. He didn't mention that part. I noticed that that was conspicuously left absent and neither did San. I don't think Sansa said, um, bend the knee. I don't know if she said that. Maybe I'm wrong. Do you remember?
1: No, uh, Danny said that.
0: Right now. I know Danny said that, but I'm saying oh. later when they, we'll get to it later. We'll talk about okay, it. Okay,
1: But no, yeah, I didn't think they mentioned that at all. I was, I was waiting for that. So it didn't happen.
0: Okay, cool. Um, then we go to the next scene where Cersei is rallying the, uh, Westeros families. And we, uh, we see Sam's dad kind of being an asshole again. Uh, of course. Um, but this was a little bit of, uh, this was an interesting kind of scene because you see Cersei's, what her interpretation of Danny is, you know,
1: Right,
0: right. (laughs) Like Danny, someone (laughs) someone tweeted at us that Cersei was like the Fox News, and it was. It was kind of like you know, Cersei's gonna blow you up. She, I mean, uh, Danny's gonna blow you up. She's gonna raise taxes. She's gonna be for the little guy. You know, she's against corporations. Uh, It was kind of funny, but uh, I like that. I thought Cersei did well, though. I have to say, she was in command.
1: Hmm. I guess I don't know if it's for me, but if it doesn't feel like it's, it, I don't know if it's set in for Cersei, but it just doesn't seem real that 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 Danny's coming for her or it, the, the clash is about to happen. Do you do you get a? I don't know. I just get a sense that Cersei's barking her orders and she seems in control, but doesn't realize what's coming for her. I just feel like she's still insulated. Uh, it's just an impression that I get. Well,
0: I mean, I agree with you. I don't know if I I don't know if I agree. Um, I think that I mean, I think that we've yet to see her follow-up to the wildfire, you know? So, mm-hmm. she's in control now. I thought she did a, a good job. I think maybe that sense comes from the fact that they are the only ones who didn't mention anything about that winter is coming. Like that was another thing we didn't mention, which is Melisandre makes that plain to Danny. You know, you, she doesn't say you got to talk to Jon Snow just because, you know, you should talk to Jon Snow. The reason is, is because the white walkers are coming. Winter is coming. Winter is here, you know, and Cersei doesn't, Know any of that?
1: Yeah, that's that's what I, I just maybe it's where she's at, locale wise, and I, I don't know. I just felt like, yeah, there's more. Oh, how do I say? You know, in the north, there seems like more urgency because they know what's coming, and they where yeah. is still and back and forth at sea. Yes, it hasn't yes. happened. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, I I I I can see that too. And it makes her seem, you know, utterly blind in some way, I think. And that is, that's is—that's an interesting meta aspect to her character, Solo, because mm-hmm. as we're watching it, she's like the last vestige of not knowing what the real battle is. But in a sense, that's why they're having these battles. So I wonder... Yeah. As this formulates and all this stuff comes into action and obviously we see what Euron did and all that. I wonder at what point Cersei will become made like totally aware. Like, look, you're not, there, not, that's, you're like, you're fighting a different battle. Like that, you know, and maybe that might be if Danny has to make a choice. If she's going to go after the throne, like she has to make the Stannis choice, right? Is Mm -hmm. she going to go after the throne or is she going to go after the white walkers? Now I think that Danny would probably think maybe if she can communicate with John, we have to unite everybody to go after the white walkers. So we kind of, we have, we do have to get rid of Cersei. Like we can't ignore that. Yeah. You know, that's going to (laughs) come to bite us in the ass. We could be fighting white walkers and then she's you know, killing our troops in this in while they're sleeping because we're not even fighting her.
1: Yeah, and she's just seriously, she's just waiting the, for the herd to thin out, and and yeah. dominate. You know, so right, because, you know. I, go ahead. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know if is it. She's just not. That's her plan all along. Is she? Does she really not know about the White Walkers? She doesn't
0: like, know, dude. She doesn't. No. And okay. it surprises me because I would think that Kyburn would know. Maybe she does. Maybe we're you know, but according to the show, you know, it's all Grumpkins and snarks or whatever, you know? It's yeah. not I, it's, yeah, I guess so. It's not anything. Um okay, so after that, the Cersei thing, Jamie tries to bring Sam's dad as his general and master at arms and all that, and uh or his fighting general. And he's like, "No, I'm not going to do it." And yeah, that that's that's interesting because we leave here feeling that Cersei that that side is you know for a, a little bit here, not too long, but uh, that that side is um, not going as well. You know, they're not. There doesn't seem to be as big of a. It doesn't seem like Danny's going to have much of a challenge. You know.
1: Yeah, that's, that's at this point, that's what I was feeling, too. Like, if he doesn't side cause he's, because of Tarly's, you know, with the Tyrells and his loyalty there, I, I was just like, man, it doesn't seem like they have much of a challenge for Danny. But then as uh, the episode goes on, as we'll talk about it, it changes.
0: Yeah. So then we have just a quick scene where Sam and its Archmeister Ebros... And I want to give a shout out to Patrick at Patman23. He has a good uh, blog. You all should check out as well. Uh, he reminded me of that as I tweeted something wrong that it was Marwin, but it's Ebrose. And it, this is just basically a quick scene where we kind of get the foundation of Sam wanting to treat Jorah. They, yeah. they, he, there. Yeah. You see them that they are treating him, Sam kind of is like talking about, I know, I know Stannis's daughter and you know, (laughs) and and, uh, she taught me how to read. Oh wait, no. Um, That was a different guy. Uh, But, uh, (laughs)
1: Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that's what I was thinking when Davos was reading the thing. I'm like, oh, he, that's right. He learned how to read. And yeah. all and I, I was thinking the same stuff.
0: Oh, man. Shireen. Oh, oh. Um, but um, gonna... I mean, he's going to love
1: that girl.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so it's kind of cool that we get that question answered pretty quick, that they are kind of trying to treat like it, l- it seems like Jorah went there. And he was like, yo, try to treat me. You know what I mean? Which is a smart thing for him to do. Um, and, but they say it's too late, but obviously that's going to change. But now, then we get sent back to, um, uh, uh, West, uh, I'm sorry, we get sent back to, uh, I'm just read my notes here. Kyburn uh, is showing Cersei the dragon skulls. Um, this was awesome. I love this scene. Um. He- And and I thought the weapon was cool, but I just really liked the big dragon skulls.
1: Yeah, I I pictured you with a room with dragon skulls while I was watching it. I was like, Axel would would recreate (laughs) this room, be shooting arrows at everything. What?
0: No, I think that that's more (laughs) DJ Tim Hines territory. Oh yeah, we.
1: I'm getting it confused. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but uh, you'd have the trains and stuff. But no, no, that was cool, and it freaked me out. Like. Even like, you know how you're talking about this episode bringing back uh, stuff from other seasons. Kyburn talking about, well, the dragon, you know, got wounded by Spears, the you know, in Marine, blah, blah, blah. And he, he, so he's got this, this yes. information.
0: Yes. Gr- again, awesome solo. You're right. They did it again at this part. I love that, too, that he said that, that like. I like that they're doing this, man. People are mentioning other people. It helps to form the world and it also shows in a sense that it's almost kind of like getting smaller and we're dealing maybe a little bit more directly with um, you know, this war that's coming yeah. here. So they have to be constantly kind of speaking of the enemy and speaking strategy and such and talking about their history and their weaknesses, you know? And I like that. I really, yeah. I think that's really cool, man.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm loving it too. And even like, I mean, it was the previously on reminded me of this, but if you watch last season, you would, you would know where Danny commands Jorar to go get, find a cure for the grayscale, And I'm glad they showed that on the previously on, cause I forg- I had forgotten about that emotional scene there. So it yeah. was pretty cool that, Oh, that's what he went and, d- and did and yep. or was trying to do. So,
0: yep. yep. He's follow- he's doing what, what, uh, Jorah friend zone. That's what you do <laughs> when you're in the friend zone. When the, when the girl texts you and is like, Hey, can you pick me something up on the way over? Ye- yes, ma'am. I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah then again, I'm married, so so are you yeah. solo
1: yeah, pretty much yeah,
0: uh, so anyway, but I like the weapon, this weapon I mean it seemed cool to me, right, but it also seemed like I don't know, it was like a little obvious. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a dragon. Let's just shoot something at the motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you need a bigger arrow. (laughs) You know, like it was like the way he like unveiled it. You know, I felt like Cersei could have should have been like Joffrey used to play with those. This is just a little bigger. (laughs) you know like that would have been a good line but it was kind of cool awesome. you know and then they fucking shoot it through the skull and i'm like you just destroyed that skull like you have no respect you know what i'm saying like uh it was just i don't know man i didn't all
1: like- I could, all i could think about was who was going to go on the black ops mission to destroy this thing because it's like we have one <laughs> we're gonna we yeah. spent all this time constructing it and i'm like just you know, we need an inside guy just to blow it up or something.
0: Yeah, it was, a, it was, uh, I don't know. It was kind of cool though, you know? Um, it's funny because one of the things, one of the things I was thinking about when I was thinking about how the hell are they going to take down the, um, uh, the, um, giant whites, and I was like, they're going to need to make a huge, like, uh, bow and arrow you know like that i know p- military people probably know what this big thing is called i don't know it's a big fucking bow and arrow to me but and, and then put um you know put like dragon stone in it or dragon glass in it you know what i'm saying oh,
1: yeah. um, so
0: maybe that weapon will be repurposed later in this in uh the series that would be cool um oh, yeah. now we have what was to me my favorite episode my favorite scene of this episode really i loved it you had danny queen of thorns varies Tyrion, gray worm and i always get her name uh wrong Alara, right
1: I, yeah that sounds good to me i think that's her name the
0: sand snake mama
1: yeah sand snake okay. mama that was in rome and luther and she's in everything uh <laughs> yeah, somebody's that's, that's what
0: I, yeah. somebody's gonna give us a bad eye to his review they don't even know everybody's name uh good sorry good. folks um we're we're pretty good at this but we do get things wrong every <laughs> once in a while and uh and yara's there
1: it's yeah theon, right?
0: oh sorry good job theon and yara too yeah, yeah. awesome i love that dude i just loved it i thought it was cool and what i also 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 sorry thought was cool was the way They kind of each did a little backstory, a little jab at another one, a little bit of why they're there or why they're unhappy or what they want. Just a little bit of personality, a little bit of looks. I loved it, man. I thought it was fantastic. And the way that it ended was so subtle. Um, I think I understand why. Um, I, ex- I My wife asked me after, she's like, I don't understand why after Tyrion spoke, everyone agreed all of a sudden. What was your take on that?
1: I, oh, I, didn't, I I don't know if I picked that up or not. Um, can you uh, refresh me? Okay, memory? so
0: the way, the way it played to me is that... Danny explains the plan, which is the plan is we don't want to use the foreign invader thing because we need Mm -hmm. to have the people on our side. Right. And even though the people don't love Cersei, they fear her and that's not what we're about. So we want basically Dorne and the Tyrells to come in and they're going to be the ones who invade King's Landing. And then what's going to happen is, um, we're gonna take, and then you know, then Queen of Thorns and Alar are like, oh, you're gonna use all our people, right, but then right, Tyrion, right. Tyrion is like, no, what's gonna happen is, we're uh, we're gonna take, we're gonna take the ships, and we're gonna put the Unsullied on them, and they're gonna take out Casterly Rock. Yes, and okay. I and I think that quieted everyone because that's Tyrion's ancestral home so i mm. think and and in a way he has right to it now he killed his father and then uh because tommen was king and cersei was there and he became a criminal he didn't he lost any of his familial rights but kind of he is the son and Jaime can't take it because he's in the king's guard right so in okay. a way they're kind of, they're kind of, it's kind of Tyrion taking it, but also he's taking it in the name of Danny. So that's like they were talking about giving up some soldiers. Tyrion is literally giving up. He's taking any right that he would have, right? His ancestral home and giving it to Danny, conquering it in her name.
1: Oh, you okay. know? So
0: I-, I think that that's like a huge deal.
1: Oh my! See, my initial reaction was that they're like, "Oh shit, that's a great plan." Okay, I see where you're going. Okay, I didn't even I didn't even go into the in depth. Now you explained it to me. Yeah. That makes it even more powerful.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why, like, you know, Lar was like, "Yes," and then, but the Queen of Thorns just kind of like nodded you know and yara yeah yara was like we will do it because i think she you know she's all like the iron like we understand what you know and i think that's why (laughs) the queen of thorns was almost kind of like damn yo lannister is gonna give up you know what i mean like that's yeah it's a big deal
1: yeah because uh elena is at her age she just wants revenge for her son grandchildren But I think that kind of sweetened the pot to really. Oh, we're going to take Castle Rock. That'll hurt Cersei as well. I'll get my revenge and take. Every, you know, so it just. I think with her it was just like, all right, I'm in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, cool, man. I just. Uh, do you have any anything else that you want to talk about that scene? Or I mean, the table was awesome. The little figurines. You know? Oh, I wanted that. <laughs> I want that table so bad. Yeah, it was. You know? It was cool, man
1: no i I just again i the we talk about the Avengers, you know super friends or whatever it just felt there's an extra there's extra goosebumps on my arm when more characters get together, especially ones that haven't been together much, yeah, it was awesome
0: man. um then Danny has this quick uh it's alara by the way, so we were right i we, i was I'm from New Jersey, so I pronounce it alara, but it's yeah. like alara uh. <laughs> Anyway, Danny has a little personal chat with the Queen of Thorns. I thought this was super cool, and I, I think by the end of the episode, it's pretty obvious that she's going to take her advice and fricking be the Queen of Dragons, the
1: mother yeah, of dragons. Yeah, she wants to break the, Queen the wheel. Of fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she wants to break the wheel and uh, do things, and I, she's yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know it's 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 it is it is a conundrum and it's one that Danny has faced her entire character arc you know what is the difference between being a killer and being a freedom fighter you know mm-hmm. what, and that's that is you know a choice of when to kill civilians so but if the person who those civilian support refuses and they too refuse to submit you know the queen of thorns has a point the, this world that's traditionally how it's been but danny does want to change that so it goes by it's like a circle you know it's hard man
1: yeah it's and, hard. Oh, and yeah uh, uh, like me right now but no uh the, oh, like whoa we'll go, was, oh, whoa, whoa 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 what 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 was that no uh in, again, another throwback to earlier seasons when Tyrion is going over the battle plans. It reminds me of Blackwater and how he was looking at maps and kind of basically was the general there, That yeah. the unsung hero. So it's really cool.
0: Yep, yep. All right. Then we get to what is, I know, already uh, going to be a hugely controversial scene in the very... Uh, Critical and, but also fun and funny and warm and wonderful Game of Thrones community, which is Masandian Worm. Do it. Um, yeah, I just want to say there's not there's a I'll make a couple quick. Uh, let me. Why don't you go first, Solo? What do you think about this scene?
1: Okay. Um. Since we're podcast Winterfell, part of the DVR podcasting network, I'm gonna get real. I, I will admit, me and Lady Solo, because I still don't know unsullied, do you have a penis or did you lose your testicles? We wanted to see it. We wanted to see what was happening. Like it, which I'm like, Eunuch, wait, I'm confused. Let's see it. We were like, Oh, maybe they'll show us and they yeah. didn't. And then at first you're like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. No testicles, but then, you know, he went on his uh quest down south. Yeah, uh, but
0: just like Jon Snow,
1: it yeah maybe yeah you you know <laughs> it, it it was good that it happened for these characters. Really don't care to be honest, and and the scene kept dragging out, but it it was good because yeah. I, I wonder if it's setting up that his fear is her, his love for her, his weakness is he going to get killed, yeah. and is this the send off? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah man they managed to take a scene that I mean honestly I mean it really did work and the acting in it was actually pretty fantastic I yeah. mean the quiver in his face when his pants drop like you could see the vulnerability there um it was really beautiful man I mean Masande is gorgeous oh, uh man. you know I mean <laughs> the scene it 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 was it was if it was like a short film it could be cool but you know what i'm just going to have to go with you here man and it's just like you know what just not not really super fitting into the whole episode um but it still was i have to give it props because i did feel something and i also felt a connection to his explanation of her being his weakness and then her being hurt and then him explaining it and her touching her. And, and also, I don't know, man, maybe he does have a dick though, because like she kind of looked down and she had like this little wry smile and it was almost like maybe they just circumcised them.
1: Or they, they maybe cut off the testicles, but you still have your, yeah, uh, I penis. don't
0: know because when Dan, yeah. yeah, I don't right like that was that whole thing where but didn't varies kind of say wasn't there a time when when Tyrion said something to him about his nuts getting cut off and then he was like he said something like well at least I have this they don't have anything or something you know I don't know
1: uh, but uh,
0: but you can't yeah, trust it <laughs> yeah anyway. I mean, I don't know if there's a book thing here going on, but I think it would be kind of funny if it wasn't true. And what really trained these guys to be who they are is all the cra- – I mean, look at all the crazy messed up shit they made them do. They make them, like, kill a baby yeah. and, like, kill their mom or brother. Or Don't they have to kill a family member or something? like?
1: I'm not sure, but that whole fear where, like, if you're afraid of the ocean, they toss yeah. you in the ocean. And if, you, if you drown, well, good. If you survive, good. I'm like, yeah, what?
0: Like, every story this dude tells is, like, some dude's like, yo, my mom was, like, five minutes late picking me up from my friend's house, and I thought she was going to leave me. And then he, and then Grey Worm's like, my mother threw me off cliff. If I fly, I live. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know what?
1: You're right. Like, I don't know. I, I really not really into these two characters, but you know what? The scene tonight, like you're saying, the quivering and the whole yeah, emotional yeah. aspect, yeah, it works. It yeah. worked really well, and I was okay. tonight into it. Not so it. All right. It was a good. It was a good sequence.
0: Yes, if it was, a, I would say this. If it was a, on its own, yes, but overall, nah. Um, all right, let's go. Now we have a quick succession again of scenes. And they could have just kind of shown the Sam thing altogether. Um, Sam tries to convince the maester to help Jorah in the library. Then we cut to Jorah right, and Danny. Then Sam comes in and tries to heal Jorah. This whole thing was cool. I liked that Sam did the backstory. The whole thing of cutting the stuff off was nasty, man. I did watch it. I'm not good with that kind of stuff. But I did watch it and it was really nasty. Uh, somebody had a great tweet i don't remember who tweeted at us but they, <laughs> like if if uh who would have known that a potato peeler could cure gray work uh grayscale. <laughs> oh, i messed up the joke i'm sorry people it's all late.
1: right i just la- i just laughed anyway
0: okay i know so um. see I, see dude that's why i can count on you you're an actor dude you know the cues you know what i'm saying
1: hey I, I I just go with it. But, uh. Oh,
0: you're the best buddy. But anyway, this whole thing was uh you know, was pretty cool, man. I uh I, I I hope it I hope it works out. A little I have to say though, I'm just a little disappointed that this is all we got out of Sam this episode. Um but and I don't have this huge investment in Jorah. Actually, Jorah's kind of annoying to me, I have to be honest with you. Oh, He's a little bit like, Danny, Danny, you know, like, yo, my goodness but I still like him, but I'm still, I'm a little bit like, I kind of liked more the idea of him becoming the leader of some stone man army or something. I thought that would be cool. He becomes like the thing from. Yeah, fantastic Yeah. Four.
1: But I was just like, you know, when he says, you know, he's going to, he's got to, you know, he could live for 20 years, but he's going to lose his mind in six months or less. Um, Cause I thought he was going to commit suicide. they, the shots of his sword they the suicide letter to Khaleesi they they were setting it up and then of course Sam all of a sudden has all the remedies uh with him do you think the Archmaester is indirectly saying you can't do it but no Sam is going to follow suit anyway it, and it just giving him the guidance
0: I love that you picked up on that bro because I I was getting a kind of like zen like or in this case faceless man vibe you know where mm-hmm. yeah it was like he's kind of like Italian. <laughs> it, it does seem that way you know what i mean like he's just yeah. purposely challenging sam and something i have to say is sam is being so proactive right it's amazing his character is really changing he goes and steals the books. He goes and does this. He he just has confidence, you know, like I think he got there and that routine and that monotony, it, you know, it's hard to pick up when you only get two scenes. But upon review, it's almost like that's kind of showing us like Sam kind of has already figured out that like he's ahead of all the motherfuckers there. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's getting he's have, he's getting a little um you know, he's getting confident. He realizes how much he's been through and how much he knows and what's to come. And I think he feels, he's kind of getting to feeling like, yo, master's like, you should be listening to me.
1: Yeah. he He's in his comfort zone. He, yeah. It's like, he went through boot camp, and then now he's there to do the written part. And with all of his experiences, he's in his element and he's where he needs to be. I love the, the Sam character. Now I used yeah. to get tired of it. Now I love seeing him there at the Citadel and doing things. It's awesome. Yeah, man.
0: All right, cool. So next we get Arya and hot pie. This was kind of cool to see hot pie again. <laughs> um, what do you think about this scene?
1: Yeah, no, it was good to see hot pie again. Uh, I, I definitely, he sensed it, but it was great to see that Arya has changed. She's drinking ale. She's, she, she's like almost like a guy now. Uh, that she when she was acting like she was a boy when she met High Pie, so I liked the throwback there. But the fact that Hot Pie was the one to let her know that Jon Snow is alive and and the Boltons are dead and S- Jon Snow has taken over Winterfell I, that that was like wow in her reaction. All I could think of is their last time they saw each other in season one when John uh, when uh, Arya gave Jon Snow a huge hug. Before they departed ways, and uh, he gave her needle, so that was to me was very interesting, and it just and and she changed her tune. She was going to go kill the queen. Now she's going to Winterfell, and so I really, really like. Oh my God, we're gonna we're gonna get the reunion. We're waiting, and then of course something happens later, and I'm like maybe she'll miss him. But you know, I just I really did like that scene. What about you?
0: Yeah, I I I did too. I just echo and say ditto to everything you say, and I just want to also say, yeah, he he just he definitely felt that a distance, and the way she was kind of like not really looking at him while she was eating, you know. Mm. Um, you know, we're gonna see in a couple scenes her see Nymeria again, and it was weird because you got, I got that feeling when she was sitting there eating that it was almost like she was like an animal, you know, like she was like a dog. She was just like eating, 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 looking, eating, 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 looking, you know, like a hound. Like, a hound. oh, I like that solo. Um, Uh Yeah, that was, uh, (laughs) and I was good to see him too. It was a little sad though. Like, you know, he kind of wanted her to stay long, you know, and then she just put the hand on his shoulder, and that was nice.
1: Mm-hmm. And he goes, We're survivors. And I'm like, You have no idea, Hot Pie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the truth, man. And I do like that she decided um, to go home. Uh, I-, I thought it was kind of interesting the way they kind of came in on those guys talking about going to King's Landing, right? And then those are mm-hmm. the guys leaving so you know, like, okay, that's the direction of King's Landing. And then not only that, but it's going to be, like, way more snowier, just the opposite if you look the other way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, do you think, real quick, that she would have she killed them both and took one of their faces and went to King's Landing themselves or uh, herself? Or was it just... She didn't know the way to King's Landing? Is that why she was going to follow him?
0: No, no. I didn't pick up on that. I just thought it was a coincidence.
1: Okay, and I thought the, it was just. A... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. It was just funny. The, the horse valet that was going on. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: the horse, that's right. That is a horse valet. Yo, Those man. That's weird. I know you don't play video games, but they have that in um, in Zelda Breath of the Wild. You can, like, check your horses in places, and then they, like. You can pick it up again. Anyway, I just like to talk about Zelda. Um, Okay. Now we have the great um, scene here where John gets a raven from Sam. John's getting a lot of ravens. He's Uh, getting a
1: lot of mail lately.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's raining mail. Um, Hallelujah. And then the North assembles. North assemble. Um, John announces he's going to Dragonstone. Sansa argues and gets really pissed off until John says, okay, I'll let you watch the castle. And then she's like, okay, John, everything I said just doesn't mean anything anymore. And I'm not going to argue with you anymore. Um, what did you think of this? Uh, these kind of, these two scenes, really the big Northern assemble scene.
1: Um, I thought they had a great point. (laughs) Uh, but you know, John was going to go, I'm getting. I'm starting to get. I know it's only been two episodes or whatever, but I'm starting to get sick of Sansa and John going back and forth. That's it's bothering me because I know the implications that that's what Littlefinger wants. Them to fight. John leaving is what Littlefinger needs to kind of come in, and so I'm just like, ah, man, what the heck? And I'm and then I'm thinking, oh, if Arya shows up, is Littlefinger going to use that? to get in with Cersei. I, I, you know, I'm thinking of all these things in my head from, like, past seasons. And, I, you know, it probably means nothing, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, he was supposed to find both, uh, you know, Stark girls and the whole Arya thing would be... But that could be what Littlefinger doesn't expect, Arya to show up and, oh, she's just a little girl. And then I'm just like, Arya's going to kill Littlefinger. That's what I feel. But uh, I don't know. I'm just afraid John's going to lose lose his... I mean he tells him he does didn't want to be king of the north, but I just feel like you know maybe he's going to go off and to see Danny and things are going to change in the north i don't know i i you don't what, like what, you what seem is, to
0: not like this solo you don't like that you I, think it's a bad decision
1: no i i want yes i I want John to go see Danny, but I think he's going to lose control of the north by uh by going mm. I really, it just looks like no one agreed with him. And he's like, I'm doing it. I'm the king. I'm going to do this. We need allies and all this stuff. Just the last thing you need is all these people. You just reunited. And now, I don't know. I just don't like what's going on in the north. I have a bad feeling about this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you, I mean, look, man, of everybody, John has kind of the weakest alliance, you know, um, and the most Mm -hmm. fragile. Um, and, uh, I, 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 you know, I I feel like you do. I feel like I want to see him. I wanted to see him go because I want to see John go meet Danny, you know? Yeah. But I do feel like, you know, you're leaving Sansa in charge. Now it does make sense to leave her in charge. I mean, come on. They did leave, um, freaking bran in charge remember uh oh yeah
1: and rick on breaking walnuts yeah, whatever.
0: exactly <laughs> so there's a precedent for that in this world in the sense that not that they're equivalents but in a sense they are because sansa does not have experience you know like commanding and i mean she really just is has just gone through i mean it's it's been i don't know how long but i mean she's just her story is not is one where she's like kind of trying to be on the upswing now and kind of get her shit together. You know what I'm saying? Figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with little finger lurking, it's going to be a test for Sansa. And, you know, they still have they had this whole scene that follows where John threatens Littlefinger and then Sansa's like watching John leave and then Littlefinger's like looking on. You know, he's like touching his neck. <laughs> um Gosh, but uh Sansa, I, I don't know. I I, oh, I I I don't <laughs> know, man. Um but yeah, the 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 way it came down that basically everyone disagreed with John. And this is now the second time that like he and Sands are disagreeing. I think it just shows really what the truth is, which is this is a fragile alliance they have going on there and they're scared and they need help.
1: Hmm. You know? and, and John and John and Davos might be the only one who survived this whole thing. Yeah. Does the white walkers plow through them? I don't know.
0: Hmm that is a possibility solo, right? Okay. (laughs) What did you think of John and Littlefinger?
1: Uh, I expected a little more out of the scene other than I'll kill you if you talk to my sister. Um, I don't know. I I just I like the fact that little John wanted nothing from Littlefinger and I'm just like you portrayed Ned Stark and Catelyn and all this stuff and you know you let my sister get raped and I don't know if John knows that. I'm sure... I I, I don't know if he knows all the details, of course. Maybe he does. I don't remember. I apologize. But uh, I I don't know. The scene was good, and it served a purpose. I just was expecting... I I thought Littlefinger would be like, you're a Targaryen. I know he can't say it. I wanted him to say (laughs) it. But, uh, like, geez, do I want it sped up so much? No. But I don't know. Something was missing for me. It just felt like another this is the Sansa and John yelling at Littlefinger and treating him like crap and he's just gonna screw them all. And I, I just I I like the I like the scene, I'm just uneasy because I don't like what's trans what's going on. Yeah.
0: I I, I uh I see what you're saying, man. I have to say that as a follow up to last episode scene where Sansa was really pissy and, you know, kind of abrupt and curt, I felt, with Littlefinger. And then John freaking attacks him and starts choking him out, which I thought was, I just thought it was fucking dumb. And I think they're both being stupid. Mm-hmm. And Littlefinger controls a big army that is also great fighters that we've already seen he saved John's ass and Sansa's ass. And if it wasn't for him, she would be back with Ramsey and John would be dead. And
1: oh, yeah. I think that Stop. they
0: are being really, really stupid. And I don't know whether Littlefinger is going to be able to turn it on them or turn Sansa on John, but I just think that they are not handling it correctly, especially when this is the dude who started it all i mean like yeah. you say i don't know the show's fuzzy on the details but they should know better
1: you know that's a great point i you know you really put it in perspective for me that you're right they're just the guy i mean i granted whatever he did he he, he saved them like you said from john being dead and freaking sansa being with Ramsey and uh, it will show some gratitude. I know we're supposed to kind of feel uneasy around Littlefinger and he's not likable or whatever, but the fact that they treat him like crap is the worst thing cuz that's what he despises the most. He wants respect and power. Mm-hmm. And so, oof, yep. good point.
0: Yeah, it's just unstrategic. You know, like look, he's an ass, he's a killer, he's terrible. Um, but then again, if you look at some of the things he did, why would they not be in favor of him being in on killing Joffrey?
1: Right. Right.
0: They, they, they mm. were against that. No, <laughs> they would have been for it. No. So he's an opportunist like varies. And so mm-hmm. I think that that very, those very scenes, how he's having those kind of like intelligent, honest, higher level conversations with Danny, and then you go over to John and Sansa, and and Littlefinger's trying to have those conversations with them, and they're not—they're just not there. You know, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. This was not a good episode for the Starks for me.
1: No, the and it could blow up in, Yeah, it could blow up in Sansa's face. I don't know. I, I think too many people could now come up to her and be like, "We should do this. We should do this," and she's just gonna get lost in it all and hope she doesn't cry to Littlefinger for help.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see, man. We'll have to see where that character goes. Um, next up, we have Arya and Nymeria. This was... Uh, I don't know. What do you think of this this thing here, Solo?
1: Uh, two things. Again, it felt like a throwback to Drogon and Khaleesi when he, like, smelled her and then flew away and wasn't, like... Nice. It was the same thing. It was, like, come with me. Nymeria and it's like I don't I know who you are but you're on a different path and I'm not coming with you but then she says that's not Nymeria is that what she says I confused the hell out of me like uh yeah
0: you know uh, to me it, it, I think it was and I think that just I think maybe Arya is not at that moment was not fully ready to accept how much she they both had changed, perhaps.
1: Ah. You yeah, they, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: You see Nymeria's running with a pack now, the pack leader, and what do they? It looks like that pack kind of jumps up on people. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. maybe that's not a great life, and look what Arya is, too. Are they now just killers?
1: Yeah. That's, a, 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 exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. And then what does that say to Arya going to Winterfell?
1: Oh, yeah. It might not be good. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, I just, it's hmm. interesting that to, for Sans and Arya to see each other again. They've gone through so much, man. I hope that they don't just have a big emotional, like, uh, crying scene. I think, I hope they, I mean, I know they will, but I hope they have a scene where they, like, really sit and talk and they make a nice scene out of it. I think it's, we're going to be worth it.
1: Well, you, you know, yeah, I could see them both looking at each other and be like, wow, you know, maybe not in words, but wow, you're not the same. Wow. You're not the same. Look at the shit. We've, we've been through a lot of shit that we don't know about. <laughs> and, you know, it's, yeah. it's just in two looks, you could totally recap all they went through. That's uh, true. So I look, I, I do look forward to that. That's true, man.
0: Yeah, do you have anything else you want to say about this scene?
1: No, no. I, again, I'm just confused about that's not Nymeria, maybe because that's her way of dealing with why. It, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I'll let book readers and people smarter than me figure, figure it out. So Axel, well, yeah, no.
0: what? I, no, I think I, I think that's a great way. You're right. That's her way of dealing with it.
1: Yeah, I that's think, what it felt like.
0: Yep, yeah, that's a simple way of putting it. Um. Now we have, you're on attacks, baby, the boat fight. (laughs) Let me take a drink of water before we dive in.
1: Yeah, me too. This next section is sponsored by Axel and Heath drinking water.
0: Do you see you got the water flowing? Because I'm going to be talking about the drowned God himself. So we break in here. The sand snakes are chilling on their little, um, what are those things called? Hammocks. Uh, they're talking about who they're going to kill. I'm going to kill the mountain. I'm going to kill this one. I'm going to kill that one. Okay, good. We know the sand snakes are there. We go, we go to, (laughs) we go to Theon. He's hanging out with Yara and, and Alara. And they're like, you know, they're kind of talking. Alara's being a, a little bit, you know, feisty And also, kind of questioning their setup, you know, who is Theon, who is Yara, you know, their intentions or whatnot. Pretty soon, I think Alara I think this was a great line where she says to Theon, "Where are you now? Foreign invaders are on the attack, or something, right?" (laughs) She starts (laughs) fingering her. I thought it was great, man. I I kind of really I don't know. Silly as it may be. I like when they do these fun, like these little humorous scenes. I like that. They just start because they, this fits their characters. You know, as soon as big time Yara opens up, she's like, all right, let's get it on.
1: Let's get it on. Mm -hmm.
0: And, uh, and then they're getting it on They're blah, blah, blah. And then boom, you're on attacks. So um, we have at the end of it, Some people are dead. Some people are taken away. Theon is in the water. What did you say, Solo?
1: Oh, yeah. This, I loved. This this took me by surprise. I did not see it coming. And wow. Okay, first of all, Euron, your boy, man, he can fight. And he's a badass. Holy cow. He was just, man. He was like Conan the Barbarian, just wreaking havoc. Uh, hey, Reek, in Havoc, it, get it? Nice. Uh, that was, yeah, that was pretty, pretty good. Uh, no, I, 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 at first I'm like, there's no way they're going to survive. I'm like, they're dead. But then taking them as prisoners. See, here we go. When I thought Danny was the the head or surprise he, Euron would bring, then it made sense. Cersei, the one person Cersei really wants to get vengeance of, that's not Tyrion and some others is Alara because of killing her daughter. And, and, and so the sedan snakes, I was like rooting for them for once, but I knew that I knew they were going to get killed. And it just, that just happened and it was crazy. Uh, Theon, I thought as much as I would say, Theon, just go for it. You'll die. You have no chance, but just end your life on a good note trying to save your sister. And he went back to reek and jumped but I thought that was pretty awesome. That makes sense that Theon is so broken. He's been trying so hard to become Theon again. He went back to Reek. It was a great shot of him looking around. He just cowardly jumps. It was, I thought it was brilliant. Um, so I, I loved the action and what was going on. It was like a mini movie. And it's what I needed. Knowing we only have seven episodes, I loved it. What about you, Folo?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm right there with you, man. I thought that this was, you know, sneak attack on the audience. You know, I felt like I gotta admit, whenever you see people in like hammocks and they're going back and forth in a boat, it is a little bit of a trope. That all of a sudden something's gonna explode on them or something, you know? <laughs> We've seen right. it before, so I kind of almost feel like this setup that of this. First, we go to the Sand Snakes for a scene that was really completely unnecessary. Um, it was just establishing a wider sense of place, and then immediately going to the Theon Yara and Alara stuff, um, but. I you know the sand snakes to me, um, like see characters in this show. I th- you know not. I never really. Wa- I don't have like a big feeling towards them, but I thought that this was you know. I guess two of them are taken out now. You know. You gotta thin the herd, as DJ Tim Hines says.
1: <laughs> um, I like that- some deaths.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that they took Alara. I thought the only other time I've ever seen characters on Game of Thrones look up and be like, whoa, is with Danny's dragon. So the fact that they had them do that for Euron coming in with that ship and then him that thing that that like bites into the ship and then becomes a bridge oh yeah that was cool man and it was it was the scope of it was not as wide you know they make it at night probably saves money on cgi um but i was impressed i thought euron was badass i continue to just think that he's i like him a lot man i i li- i even though he was a little you know, I a lot of people didn't like his clothes in the last episode. I thought he was trying, you know, it's he's trying mm-hmm. something new. You know, we talked about that. He's got you know, you gotta try different outfits, different looks. But I think that this <laughs> bloodstained, crazy psycho look, uh it fits him. I liked it, man.
1: Yeah, no, it was really good. He's he's a character I'm not necessarily rooting for, but I'm intrigued by And he kicked. I mean, he was just. It was awesome. It was like, okay, he's talked so much crap and so much on the on the on this and that. And he really stepped up to the plate tonight. So it it was impressive. And you you almost, if I don't know if the good guys are going to eventually win or the people we're rooting for, but you know what, this this victory, I I think it, it it showed that ooh, Cersei does have some power, especially now that uh Uncle Euron is uh take making some moves. Yeah.
0: And I guess it answers the question what he's bringing to her is um Ilara and that other sand snake. Right? And I, I don't
1: and he didn't kill uh Yara.
0: Oh, that's right. Good job. Good job.
1: So I think he's bringing both. I thought he was just going to slice her throat right there, but he's, he didn't. Yeah. So he's smart in the way there's pieces there. And Lady Solo is like, oh, geez, now we're going to know with them captured, they're going to know Danny's plan to take Castle Rock. So I'm wondering if that's, uh, that's interesting. That's, I was like, why didn't he kill him? And then she said that. I'm like, oh, geez, that's right. Interrogation, torture or something. So, i oh, uh, hopefully they won't give it up.
0: Hmm. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. I was just thinking a, more generally, like, this was interesting episode. You know, you think Cersei, I mean, we're just Cersei and Euron are on the same team at this point. So you think they're kind of down, you know, Cersei isn't getting it together, you know. And then, you know, you see kind of uh, Danny and everybody make a great plan. And then Euron comes out. It's, it's good, man. The war is on, dude. You know, the war yep. is happening. Yep, it and, is. Um, what What is this war? The war of the. of Roses.
1: The, oh, no. <laughs> oh, the,
0: wait, the two, the two kings and the two queens. Right? Because I guess Euron oh. thinks he's a king. Well, he thinks he's a god, right? Yeah. He's not he a thinks king. he's. Yeah. Um, a king, two queens, and a god walk into a bar.
1: <laughs> DJ Timmy Hines spinning some tunes <laughs> then all of a sudden
0: yeah. Oh. and then all of a sudden they look behind the bar and there's the Night's Snow King Lo. baby oh he's <laughs> <laughs> <Eat> Nolo. <laughs> um, like, hey I'm here yeah so this leaves us uh, this leaves us in a great place man I really like this episode
1: yeah I'm fired up I can't wait for next week I wish it was right now uh, I enjoy this episode. I can't wait to rewatch it. And uh, Game of Thrones, it's going to go by quick, folks. But we're we're on we're on a ride that's going to be freaking awesome, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. Yeah, man.
0: All right. Um, any you have any final words or thoughts that you wanted to bring up on the episode?
1: No, uh, I, I think I spoke enough <laughs> uh, for a Sunday evening, and uh, I can't wait to hear the fan call in show and uh, other podcasts later in the week. Uh, book-reader-esque with our boys and gals, Tracy, Mike, and Donald. And uh, best of luck to DJ hosting his first talk show uh, call. Hope he kicks butt, as he will. And uh, no, man, I'm just excited. Thanks for getting through the technical difficulties, Axel, with me. Uh, And you're the man. I know it's late, and uh, I enjoy doing the show with you, buddy. Yeah, brother.
0: Yes, man. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got a lot more coming, coming for you. Check your feeds. Um, want to thank everybody for the downloads and the tweets and all that kind of stuff. We really appreciate it. Um, of course I do want to take an opportunity here to thank our patrons, uh, Kellum, Tariq, Joe, Matty Matt Matt plays keys baby you know him you love him Matt Murdoch mm-hmm. Susan who was a guest last year and is our new oh, our yes. newest patron uh Amber and of course John so thank all of you uh we sincerely appreciate it go on over to patreon.com/dvr to join the club we're going to be releasing pods early we got some new goals, right, Solo? We got some crazy new goals that I put up there. Just that—that was uh, that was kind of fun. Which is, um, if we get, what did I say here? I gotta check it here, man. One point
1: three million dollars. Oh
0: yeah, that wait, that was it. That's right. <laughs> One point three million dollars, and Solo will come and play your birthday party.
1: <laughs> yeah, clown, uh, maestro, whatever, whatever you you know, whatever you want.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, oh, no, wait. what it was was uh, here is our goals. Ready? Our goals are a thousand dollars. Axel will read the entirety of a Song of Ice and Fire and podcast <laughs> about it every week. I'll do a weekly podcast, book reader podcast. I'll read the book one thousand seven hundred and fifty a month. Me and Heath will rewatch Lost and do a weekly podcast on it.
1: Wow. Wow. One side is light. The other is dark.
0: I'm just going to leave it there. 2,500. <laughs> I'll start a daily TV and film podcast. Uh, that's that's kind of my dream there because then that could be my job and we do all the other podcasts too. It would take care of that. It would take care of uh, everything we have to do, getting us some more advertising, getting things out there and uh doing it up so that's it it's kind of fun for us we're enjoying it you know what we're gonna do it anyway um we're just gonna keep we've been podding anyway right solo
1: we're just gonna keep going but it'd be nice it's just it's just with our busy lives and our love for it i mean it's a whole collection of yeah. different things and we really appreciate we love building our community we have we have a great community and it's just growing and i'm excited and it's it's a lot of fun and i love doing it with you brother we've podcast many a times but it's just so nice to spend a sunday night with you
0: yeah you too bro and uh the audience as well thanks for listening thanks for downloading solo
1: take us out to our dara gaily's vala juliana margalis baby
0: Thank you for listening to Podcast Winterfell. You can find the podcast at dvrpodcast.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com/dvr. You can email the podcast, podcastwinterfell at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Winterfell Pod and on Facebook, Podcast Winterfell.